Yeah, welcome back. It is crunch time on a Sunday. Uh, in case you didn't know, we're here for three hours, so we're very excited about that. All participants were aware of that, right? Right? Yeah, sure. Have you, have you cancelled that 2.30 lunch date? Yeah. Well, it was good, but Tommy messaged me midweek and said, hey, you're sweet if we do the show from Newcastle. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not all sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you, though, 12 to 3. Yeah, it must have been in that message. Where I was still reeling from the Newcastle news. I was like, mate, that's... Yeah, okay, yeah 12, 12 to 3 is a lift compared to two-hour drive to, yeah, <laughs> to okay. Newcastle and back. That's a, I told Tommy straight away, that's an eight-hour day now to, to four hours. He goes, is that okay? We're going to do it at the studio. I said, four, four hours is better Play than on. eight. <laughs> Play on. Well, I initially said, hey, can we do crunch time from Newcastle? Oh, it's you. No, no, no here's my <laughs> rationale. I'm thinking, how good? We can just go right, straight into the call. Yeah, I, w- I would have stayed there and watched the game if we'd yeah. gone up Got there for sure. Are you in the call? No, I'm not in the call. They're going up. Actually, it's Joel, Timmy, and Spud. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, doing the call live from McDonald Jones Stadium. That'll be a fantastic atmosphere. Spud back-to-back, eh? Yeah. We'll be all right, do you reckon, the big fella? <laughs> Go on. Go on. Front rollers. <laughs> Front rollers. <laughs> when we were driving in, you'll appreciate this, James. When Power we, rankings. I came with my general manager of football, Austin, uh, 13 <laughs> years of age, and he said, Dad... I think when it comes to the power rankings today for Red Energy, I think Spud's going to go the front rowers. <laughs> do, you, do you know why I think he changed his mind too? Because Timmy said something as he was walking out about his power rankings. Yes. So he came in and changed it. <laughs> he went to wingers. Austin, <laughs> he, he, it was playing a dollar oh one. Austin would have loaded up. And because Timmy said something, he changed his mind and went the wingers coming in. <laughs> uh, by the way, Austin is still very interested in whether Jerome Luai gets on the field. After yeah, what's the latest? What are they saying? Uh, well, there he was yesterday in the players' dugout. I keep pretty happy. prelim. Uh, were you hearing anything different, Justin? I, I'm just going to say prelim because, or I, actually, no, you know what? I think they, whoever they end up playing, they're going to cover them quite comfortably anyway. I'd, if he was 50-50 or 80-20 even for the prelim, I'd save him for the grand final. He's I, not going to be required. I'd he's go the be other requ- way. He's going to be required against Brisbane. I'd go the other way. I, I'd actually go, you know what, we'll play him in the prelim, and if something happens to him, I'm – more than comfortable with Jack Cogger. I thought Jack played really well yesterday. Yeah, Cogger's been good. He's yeah. been really good. I, I just think in, in such a big game, uh, you know that Jerome's got the runs on the board. He's performed in grand finals. He's won grand finals. State of Origins played against. There'd be a part of him that would love to get some redemption on some of those Queensland players. Sure. <laughs> after what happened to him in State of Origin this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I I'd, I'd lean more to saving him for the grand final and, and having him ready to go there. Give us your thoughts on that, 0457 736 736. Coming up very shortly, we'll uh, give our talk topic out for today as well, uh, and we'll look forward to that. We're in finals time, so it sort of makes sense. SENQ 693 AM, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 AM up there on the Goldie, SEN app anywhere, anytime, one three hundred. 0-1-11-70, the text line 0457-736-736. We're doing it all thanks to Wazito. We'll get to those texts very shortly, but let's have a in-depth look at that game from yesterday. Panthers 32-6 over the Warriors, 20-0 at half time, and the Warriors made three mistakes scope and they gave up three tries. Mm. That that's what it was like for the Panthers yesterday. Yeah, they're just they're so clinical. Like the word that just keeps coming up when you describe Penrith over these last three years is clinical. You can't afford to make a mistake. And even looking ahead, uh, and I feel like we, you know, we're always going back to this. But the grand final, 
It's you're looking at the two teams. You know Penrith aren't going to make the mistakes, and if Brisbane do, if they meet in the grand final, they're more than capable of turning those mistakes into points yes. against the Brisbane Broncos. Um, and they did that against the Warriors, and they, you know, we you talked about Jerome Law before, but you know, even 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 Nafe's, uh the way that Nafe's been playing and allowing Cogger to get himself into the games pretty early. Like I go back to last week's game against the Cowboys. Uh, Cogger put on the first two or three tries. Yeah, and mm. that was and that was I believe Nath was setting him up to give him as much joy as possible, and he sort of does that for Jerome in a way. And Jerome plays perfect, uh, beautiful Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, with Nathan, and uh, you know if if something if Jerome's not able to make it back for either the prelim or or the grand final, I think a lot of people, a lot of Penrith fans. Uh, we'll be looking at Jack Cogger and going, he can do a job for us. Do we know what's wrong with Isaac Tungo as well? No, he's that one's been very, it's been very murky. I think it's soft tissue injury like a... They haven't said much about it, but he's missed a lot of football. Mm. Yeah, he has. Because he shores up that back line. I just was watching Luke Garner playing there. I was like, oh, if the Warriors are going to have any joy, it's probably down that channel. Um, Crichton would be on that side, wouldn't he? So Crichton would go back to the right with Toto and Tungo would come in on the left with Taruva. They're Is so right? versatile. They're yeah. so versatile. I really believe, dependent on the matchups, that where they put Stephen Crichton. So if so, they think Staggs is a threat, they'll put Crichton on Staggs, for example. Yeah, but Herbie Farmless just is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's no. That's not a uh, an easier option in my opinion. No, Herbie's, true. Herbie's an absolute weapon. He's Herbie probably started the season better than what Katoni and Katoni's finishing the season stronger. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision if it does come down to. Them in the grand final when Isaac Tungle's not available, uh, where you play Stephen Crichton could be crucial. Uh, there's a there's a school of thought that you can go on both of them, right? Katoni Staggs is all power, like he's just explosive. Herbie's speed, mm. so and he's relentless. St Stephen Crichton's both, like yeah. he's he's so good defensively. Isaac Tungle played in that round twenty seven game. He did sixty minutes, yeah. yeah and it's, I don't know, yeah, Tom. So it was a suspected pec injury earlier, and in like suffered during was the in week. training. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Pec's okay. a big one. Um, uh, all right. So just on Nathan Cleary. So where are we at with Nathan? Sixteen points, a try, two line break, a very good try too, by the way. Two line break assists, one try assist with one shoe, uh, and now you're starting to talk about him as as you know one of the what is he, fifth highest point scorer in finals football yeah, in crazy. history? Yeah. In history? It's just amazing. He's the non-representative goat. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's when you watch him mid-season, even in the final series and stuff like that, like, I grew up watching Joey. Joey was awesome in, in season, but he went to another level during rep footy, and that's when you're really like, oh, wow, now he's really turning it up a notch. Nathan's the opposite, I think. I think he's quite at rep level, but at club level, it's untouchable. He's so good at club level, and he's running the ball so much more yesterday. Last couple of years, last year was missing four to five weeks through suspension, and then he come back and... Freshened him. It freshened him for the back end of the season. I didn't anticipate that with an injury, uh, the groin that he suffered uh, after Origin 1 and how he would return, and if he'd been good enough, Nick, coming into the finals because it's different when you if you get suspended you can do everything at training yep I think you know he even spoke about it like the reps that he had with the second team going against the first team 
were clearly it was a, a clear advantage for him by the time we got to finals because yeah. he was going against the ones all the time. So physically, once he got to the games, he felt like the game flying. was easier. Yeah. And then he was working on different kicking parts of his game. He couldn't do that when you got a groin injury, right? So um, I thought it would take a while for him to get get going. But even going back to the first game he played at Penrith Stadium, I forget who they were playing. And he took a quick tap and it got called back, but he had a sprint for about 40 or 50 Yeah, meters. I remember that, yeah. And I remember watching that going. It might have been Roosters even. It might have been. It was at, yeah, it was at uh, Bluebird Stadium. And I remember thinking straight away, going, he's he's back and going after yeah. it already. This is like danger signs for the rest of the competition. You imagine he would be just immaculate with his recovery, preparation, diet. He just looks like one of those guys that would be the consummate professional with all that stuff. So recovering from injuries would be a strength of his, I reckon. Can I put a counter-argument to you that Andrew Johns used to just go into state of origin and dominate? Mm. He He's had a really interesting origin career. Play a lot of hooker, yeah. So he played in the, the, the 95 side that were famously beaten. Right? Mm. And they were massive, massive favourites, and they were team? beaten. Fatty's ninety-five team. Fatty's ninety-five team. Right, so, so yeah, they lost that. So he, he played games one and two. He then played all three games the next year, and New South Wales won all three. He played at hooker. Who was halfback? Noddy. I That's think Jeff Tuvey. I think Jeff Tuvey was. Yeah, it was halfback. too. Yeah, it was too. So, so then you have. Then he's had uh, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, uh, and and then it's a mixed career around that. It's not until. So the 2000 side, you know, that, that side yeah. that dominated him, he was yeah. on the bench for New South Wales. For That's Noddy, when Noddy at half. For Noddy, yeah. Noddy yeah. and uh, Jeff Tuvey at hooker. So mm. it's not until 2003 that he gets game one and game two and New South Wales win. And then he misses all of 2004 and then comes back in 2005 and then... His 22nd and 23rd game at Origin plays two of the greatest games ever seen at that level. <clears throat> yeah. And everyone says Andrew Johns is a state of origin great. Yeah. My memory of him playing at hooker was more of the fact that it was the theory of get your best 13 on the field and find positions for them and Noddy couldn't play hooker. That was my memory of it. So in that, I, I remember being over in England playing at the mighty Salford City Reds prior to the city in the year 2000. So State of Origin was 10.30 on a Wednesday morning, right? So we, yeah. so we, have to, we had training at that time. We used to tape it on the v, uh, VHS and then the two Queenslanders and the two New South Welshmen would sit down on the couch and watch it. Do the it. Pommies like it? Love it. Pommies love it. Love it. State of Origin. Who do they go for? Oh, anyone. It's they don't big, care. Yeah, they love players. Yeah. Fittler, okay. you know, Fittler was a superstar. So they, yeah, yeah whoever so the superstars are, yeah. We were sitting down there, and Wayne Pierce was the coach of New South Wales, and Joey would come on as hooker uh, in 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 that side from the bench, and literally cut Queensland to pieces. And then Wayne Pierce must have had a plan right now, get him off. Mm. And we were like, what? The two New South Wales guys were like, leave him on. What are you doing? Mm. And the two Queensland guys were going, get him off, <laughs> get him off quick. Yeah. Um, but that that's Andrew. Jo I'm not saying that's the path that Nathan's. So w the beauty of what Nathan's doing at state of origin level, I agree. He hasn't, and, and people talk about how great he is. He has not had the impact at origin level that someone like a or, Lockyer, or international, I don't think Munster, either. Like, look, Munster's a better state of origin player. Way better. So, but that's, he's only 25. That's to come. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I love seeing like goats 
at any given time. Like we grew up in the era of Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Floyd Mayweather, all of it, like, you know, the goats yep. all at the same time. I love seeing goats and I hope Cleary's one of those goats. But I don't know. Something something happens in that rep stage. Like even I, I even think it's for Australia as well. I, I don't think this Australian side has at that World Cup was they were dominant, but I mean really I, I thought they could have been better. Okay. What if he retires age thirty five? He's won six premierships with Penrith and has changed his record at State of Origin that he but the back end that he's ended up you know, winning six series. That's that's a great. I, th- I think he yeah. could even change the trajectory of where he where he's viewed if he wins one more, one more, comp. and then dominates Origin. Like if he if he yeah. dominates, because yeah, he's capable of dominating at least two series at, before thirty years old. Yep. Um, and then winning at least another grand final, then he puts himself right in the conversations with. He's already he'd probably be in the conversation with a lot of people despite that. So, and here's the other thing, you know, we talk about this is what Penrith are doing and, and the, um, you know, the theme of this year for them is hunting history, right? It's never been done in the NRL era, three, cool. three. So you've got to go back to 81, 82, 83, and they say, oh, they had great Parramatta sides. Mm. Brett Kenny was 20. You know, we know Brett Kenny because we're looking back now at what he achieved over the course of his career from 1980 to 1993. In 1981, he was in his second year in first grade. He was Isaac Tungle. He, mm. he, was, he hadn't played Origin. He wasn't even Jerome Luai. Oh, Steve Eller. Th- these guys were young. Eric Groth. They hadn't done... Peter Sterling had played a, a, a season and a half in the NRL. We look at it now and go, some of the greatest players that ever played the game. Yeah, they were. But they did that after they, they won together. those competitions. Yeah. yeah. So that that's all ahead of Nathan. That's what I mean. Like, he could win six competitions in this day and age. That's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right, and like I said, if they win, if they win this this one already, that he's already he's done something that no one's done in 30, 33 years. And he is, even though there's been multiple players in that team, Fisher Harris, Leota's been a part of it, Yo's been a part of it. Um, when you look back at those Parramatta teams, Kenny's, Groves, more often than not, you think of Ray Price and Peter Sterling. Yes, you know what I mean. Yep. and that's going to be Nathan and, and Isaiah. That's uh, right. So, uh, you know, again, yeah, those are some really big names that we're, we're putting him next to. And he's only 25 years old. Only 25. And he's, the, you know, won the most games in finals, or he's fifth in fifth, the... Most points. Yeah. Most points in, in, in NRL history. That's NRL finals history. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine, having not seen the list, but Cam Smith would be on top of that, surely. Yeah, it'd be hard to pick up. Think. Cam <laughs> Smith. Do you reckon, <laughs> reckon Cleary's still on an upward trajectory? Yes. No doubt. Like you think this has been his best year ever? No, no. doubt. No. Uh, I, I think, uh, to date, sorry. Um, now, you could argue two years ago was probably his strongest year when he was injury-free and then they were dominant. They finally knocked off that Melbourne team. Um, so think about in seven years' time, he's 32. Yeah. He's the same age as Adam Reynolds. Yeah, think about th- Adam Reynolds and how much poise he has now. You can multiply that again <laughs> yeah. by a factor for Nathan in seven years' time. Yeah. 2021, they had the dominant origin series. You, you put that down. A lot of people put that down to Tommy and Latrell. And in 2021, he got rid of the hoodoo of B 
beaten. You know, they beat Rabbitohs in the yeah. in the grand final, but there was still Melbourne was still there. Yeah. And they still had to get over top of Melbourne before anyone really yep. took them seriously. Mm. Now they've won two competitions and that whole narrative's changed. But I'd say 2021 was his best year to date. Um, but I don't see him declining by any means. I yeah. just think he's... You know how they say for halves, um, it slows down or whatever, or they... The yep. game slows down yep. for them when they're they're old. Like Sean Johnson looks better now. Then yep. if it slows down anymore for Cleary, that's pretty scary. It is, isn't it? And yeah. it will. It will. Mm. Think about what Trent Robinson said after the game last night. And you're talking about Luke Cleary, right? Mm. And he said, the more chaotic it got last night, the calmer we got. That's Luke. Yeah, okay. You know, yep. you know what I mean? Like yep. it went, and, and Luke Cleary said it. They scored a try on us in the in-goal area. We were able to then refocus and talk about what it is we had to do. That's a calm side. Mm. That in a semi-final, with everything on the line, you're able to say, you've seen your players, and that's Tedesco, and that's Kiri saying, oh, good, guys. So, okay, this is what we have to do. Well, actually, Teddy wasn't on. So it's Luke. It's Luke Kiri saying you that. You talked about it after the game uh, with regards to the defence, Jimmy. Five, six weeks ago, there's no way they hold on to that game. No. Just in the fashion that they were losing games, the, the lack of trust and connection that they had. But they've earned that now over the past five or six weeks where, you know, Kiri talked about going into the um, behind the post after they scored that try and able to have proper conversations because, you know what, we've been doing this for three or four weeks. Yep. Boys, we can do this. We've got to find a way. Um, and it and it galvanised them. You're right. Uh, it's I've been, in situ- I've been in a few situations like that before where everything's just going completely wrong where you're just like, we're playing with house money now. You want to see the GOAT? Uh, Jimmy, you're right about Johnsy. Lockyer, Thurston, Smith have a lot better origin record. T- Brent Tate tells this story. It's it's one of the greatest stories. And it reflects around, and you're talking about, you know, GOATs. Darren Lockyer, Game 3, 2006, at the MCG. They're down by eight. Might have been at Marvel Stadium. They're down by eight. They're in the in-goal area. And Darren Lockyer says, guys... You just do your job. I think there's six minutes remaining on the game. Might be eight minutes. You guys just do your job, mm. and I'll win the game for us. Start of the dynasty. The, they're, they're down. They've just lost the last three series. Yeah. Uh, Mal Meninga's had to come in because everyone in Queensland's up in arms about how bad they're going. They're one all going into this, and you're down by eight with eight minutes to go. And Darren Lockyer in the in-goal area says calmly to everyone, you guys just do your job, and I'll win the game for us. Are you, what, who scored the winning try? Is that one of the? Was that the intercept? That was the ball on the ground. Darren Lockyer scoops it up and scores under the post. That hurts. That, that is ridiculously oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Kempy actually had Darren Lockyer on for a podcast, and he he was reliving that. Oh wow. He, he was he he said the same thing. Mel actually had a conversation to him and Petro about this is this could be your last series. Wow, boys! It could it's, it might go out of my hands. It's up to you guys uh, to do something about it. Wouldn't that have changed the course of history? Oh. Changed the course of history. And just on that, Brett Hodgson, I just saw him. He's in the wall of his coaching staff right now. <laughs> Is he? Uh, he threw the pass. He did. Yes, yeah. and Matty, yeah. Matty, Matty King. King. Matty King couldn't couldn't get hold of it, uh, and Darren Lockyer scored. That changed the PTSD. course of history. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to give our greatest finals matches. Uh, the boys are going to weigh in with that one. We want you to do the same. I think there's a well, there's a dogs Parramatta game that I'm sure Miss Ol. Well, you might have been too young for that one, but uh, let us know. One three hundred. 011170, the text line 0457 736 736. Crunch time on a Sunday, all thanks to Azito.